Hey, welcome to the Happy Rant Podcast. I am Ted Cluck, joined, as always, in studio by my good friends, my partners in radio, heroes in radio, really, Barnabas Piper and Ron Martin. Baby, you're back. We, we got the boy. We, we, we got some audio issues ironed out mm. here for the last 30 minutes, and uh, you're really a hero of this thing, baby. I want to thank you for getting all that worked out and for being able to join us today, so... Um, happy to have Ronald back. Piper is fresh off an appearance on an Enneagram podcast, which Pipe, man, um, shout out to you because I feel like if I was ever a guest on an Enneagram podcast, my wife would like, she would, she would be starstruck. I feel like I'd be walking a little taller around the house or I'll kick it. Maybe you should try it. I bet if you pitched your name to a few, they would, uh, they would, they would lap it up. Now, I feel like me pitching my name to Enneagram podcasts would be kind of the last rung on the self-respect ladder for me. <laughs> it, would, it would be, in a sense, all over for me at that point. So I feel like they've got to come to me. So Enneagram podcast, if you're listening, um, I would love to impress my wife right now. And uh, I would be willing to be a guest. But Piper, I want to I lean into this with you for a minute. I want to hear what your experience was like, if you heard a lot of vulnerability voice. Uh, in your time on the Enneagram podcast and just how you navigated all that. Yeah, so it's it's a podcast called the Enneacast, um, because why wouldn't it be? And, that doesn't fill me with rage at all. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's, it is a it is a, as dedicated and in-depth an Enneagram podcast as I am aware of. You know, there's there are others that are, you know, lighthearted or tongue in cheek, but this is like a teaching podcast, like teaching. Yeah. So they, they take the first portion and they teach through the number like this. Every episode focuses on a number and then they bring the guest on In this case. It was me to talk through their Enneagram story and they have sort of these guiding questions, which thankfully they they sent me in advance because otherwise I would have been totally caught off guard by it. I mean, some of them are like childhood wounds questions and stuff like that. Mm. Um, and then, and then they go to a part where they've listeners have submitted questions and they give the guest a chance to answer and, and then they will answer. And that was the funniest part to me because, um, I did not follow the rules very well on that one. Um, mm. and then they do this, this sort Shocker. of, then they do it. I sort of like a, an, any, he's an eight Ronald. <laughs> yeah, I know. Shocked, shocked that he just yeah. had to be contrarian about it. Well, it wasn't that I was him. being contrarian. It's that the question. So one of the questions was something like, "I'm a four and I don't like any eights. What's the what's the deal? Or how do I like eights? Or something like that." And I answered <laughs> and basically just ignored the enneagram in my answer. I was like, "Well, if you dislike a whole category of people, that's kind of on you." And maybe that's you true. need you need to kind of change your perspective on things. Maybe and they're like, this problem. is not how the enneagram works. Probably. Right, I know, and and so I completely <laughs> disregarded that all eights are exactly the same, and we are all complete a holes, and everybody hates us, and uh, and was like, you need to look at individual people and find points of commonality and do what what might be called like making friends and being compassionate and kind and these different things, and and then there was like four or five beats of just silence. As the host, as you. the hosts were like, you didn't say anything about the. In fact, I even said, I don't think the enneagram is helpful in this situation, and then Whoa, answered. Dude. So yeah, I that was where it, you're just, never coming back on that show, Ted. As a professor, <laughs> yeah, never. Yeah. Uh, as a professor, I'm sure there are times when you know you'll pose a question for discussion, and and mm. somebody in the class will just say something off the wall stupid. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Only and, every minute of every day. Right. right? But, <laughs> And, and so the, I think the best answer for professors in that situation is just sort of like four beats of silence so that that just sort of sinks like a lead balloon. And then you're just like anyone else. And that's basically yeah. how they treated me when I answered that question. It was just like, okay. And according to the Enneagram, and then they answered with a little bit of vulnerability uh, voice. It was not aggressively yeah. vulnerable, though. So Okay, it was, so it wasn't a huge vulnerability voice kind of situation for you. No, because it was very, to their credit... First okay. of all, very gracious host. Second of all, yeah. they were, uh, they're, they're very, it was very biblically based, which is a yeah. little odd because the Enneagram is not inherently biblical. It's not unbiblical, but like trying to kind of weave it together with a gospel thing can, can feel yeah. a little stilted, especially because it just sort of the way that it has been used <clears throat> has become so self centered that it, oh. uh, it was a little disorienting. But I, I found that part helpful because I think the Enneagram is only useful in as much as it helps people with sanctification. And so they, they, were, they leaned more that direction, which I thought was good. Piper, nice. that's fascinating. Now, Ronald, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lean right into here. this for a minute. I'm I right know, here, baby. baby. And it's, it's, baby, it's I haven't so gone good anywhere. to have you back. It's so good to, ha- to hear your voice, even if it's peaking all over the place. Radio <laughs> term. Shout out to like in, insider radio terms. But uh, now, Piper, this was a Sojourn production. And I don't know that boy... it's official. They are from Sojourn. But okay. I don't know that it's a Sojourn church thing. But I, I do understand that in the Sojourn network, the Enneagram, it's like you've got like. What's next to the scripture? Bi- you've got I like mean, Bible yeah. uh, and Enneagram and then, you know, whatever else. Everything else falls. Bible is one. Enneagram's like 1A. Right. You know, yeah. Like, Enneagram is like one like millimeter below the body. It's, t- right, it's, it's so like, close to it. <laughs> you're not, in the, you're in not the, sure which one's higher. In the sermon outline, like you, you read the passage for that day and then you immediately pivot into the Enneagram. That's kind of yeah. how you pivot into like what so. Enneagram number you think that particular Bible character is before you carry on. Now, baby, are you tweaked because you're kind of like Enneagram? Graham Soge guy, but they they clearly they went to pipe for this. Like, is there? I don't want there to be any tension in the company, is what I'm saying. Because no, this I is understand. a business podcast. That's perfectly yeah. valid for you yeah. to think that and ask that and wonder that. Um, well, I you just know, want everything out in the open. You, you know, know what? I, I appreciate that, man. I mean, yeah. because we're trying to be. We're not really friends here. It's not show friends. It's show it's business. Show business. Right? Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, you know, I I think it's. I always think it's outrageous when Sojourn does anything and doesn't ask me, which includes their four campuses, preaching every week, um, counseling, um, all their ministries, (laughs) every every single thing they do. If I'm not contacted and asked to be a part of it, I think there's something wrong. Yeah, there's some there's some injustice there. Absolutely. But I'm going to let this one go because um, I I want Pipe to enjoy his moment on the. Yeah, I appreciate you throwing me a bone. And uh, it is. It is a real it is a real pleasure to be to eat the the scraps off your table, Ronnie. So thank you. Welcome. <laughs> as, Enjoy. Absolutely. As, as the great Bob Sugar from Jerry Maguire once put it, this is a nice moment for you. I'm gonna let you have it. Let yeah. you have it. Yeah. Which is exactly what I was it. thinking of, right? I want you exactly. I want, I'll let you have it. Exactly. Absolutely. Well, boy, speaking of business, um, it's usually Piper that makes the big high level corporate business deals on this podcast because as we've discussed previously, he's the one that does stuff. Uh, as opposed to you and I, Ronald, our roles are a little bit more ethereal. Um, but even though I'm I'm the chief yachtsman on the on the podcast, I made a business deal. Uh, I want to talk about a company. I want to talk about a new sponsor. Uh, this company is called Communion. Uh, they have a church communication app, 
You can find it at links.communionapp.com slash happy rent. Um, and I want to talk about some features of communion. This is, uh, this is the app that our church uses to communicate. It works a lot like Facebook, uh, but if you don't want to. So everybody's angry the, all the time and, and sharing conspiracy theories. Well, no, that's not the thing. If oh, you, okay. if you don't want to like uh, bow at the altar of the, of the giant corporate devil that is Facebook, um, you can use communion. <laughs> Uh, it's designed specifically for local church communication, create a p- private, safe way for members to stay connected throughout the week. Uh, it's available via iOS, Android, and the web. Uh, pastors don't have to wait for their congregants to sign up. Um, after a church partners with communion, it can be scaled. So there's a, there's a product for big churches, medium-sized churches, smaller churches, hipster churches even. Uh, we've got a special deal for if your church meets in a warehouse – or an abandoned meatpacking plant. Uh, there's a give special. Sh- communion. Do they give shiplap discounts? Yeah, we've got a shiplap version of communion as well. I'm not um, taking the bait, boys. Don't think you're. Baby, this, this this is for you. This is this is for you for sure. Uh, communion offers a churchwide post wall where members can share needs, encouragements, announcements, and prayer requests. Uh, messaging section where individuals can send private messages to other church members or groups of church members, and churchwide direct directory, photographs, etc. Uh, it's a great product. We've been using it at our church. It's been invaluable during the shift to uh, online Zoom church, and then the shift back out of online Zoom church to meeting outdoors, which I want to talk about for a minute. Uh, but visit links.communionapp.com slash happy rent. When you sign up, tell them that yeah, yeah, I have a question about how this, uh, how does this blend with your uh, dedication to Marco Polo? Well, dude, it's at odds with my Marco usage, which update on that. Uh, after encouraging everybody to get on Marco and talking about it on my radio program, uh, I decided that I hated it. Um, so I, I almost, I almost, I'm fickle that way, Piper. I'm just kind of, kind of ethereal, you know? Maybe we can go into it when... Uh, that, when... that comment was as predictable as the tech issues Ronnie had before we started. <laughs> That's true. That's true. We're nothing if not predictable, Piper. But uh, I do love the communion app. I let my wife manage it, though. Um, she she kind of runs the the communion app in our household. That way, I don't have to uh, necessarily deal with it. But you hear that pipe? A, he lets his wife manage that. Well, no, <laughs> she she gladly wants to manage it. Do you there do you, you do you have like a Ted and KK joint account so people don't know who's who they're replying like like the Facebook accounts that people do that are joint that are so don't get me started awesome. on that pipe. Do, do oh no, not. I'm trying to get you started on it. This is me saying, Ronnie, please get started on this. Oh. Joint accounts are the best. I love you them. Know, Bane we know my man. existence, man. It's just under her name. I don't even have an account. That's how like old manish I am. But uh, but baby, wow. I want to hear I want to hear about this frustration from you. What's the What's the nature of it? And then I want to talk about outside church. So we got a lot to cover. But uh, the nature of what? The nature of your frustration with the thing that Piper just said. Oh, joint accounts? Yeah, joint accounts. Let's lean into it. Well, hold on, man. I mean, you're not even letting us tell you what a great job. I mean, you know, Pipe, our boy's all grown up, man. I mean, you're, you're no Pipe with the promo, but that was pretty good, man. Baby, I feel like it was workmanlike. And it, it was, was so. It was, it, it was, was a solid. slog compared to how Piper makes it look effortless. Well, you know does, what I mean? And I'm, and I'm filling out an evaluation sheet right now that you'll get in about 10 minutes. So, yeah, I mean, baby, we'll, I'd we'll appreciate your notes. Absolutely. You know, yeah. I mean, iron sharpening iron right now. Iron sharpening iron. Absolutely. See, but I, no, uh, I, thought, I thought, Ted, that for your first promo read of your life, yeah. it was exceptional. Oh, 
I mean, it's you've set a really high floor, and it's all uphill from here. So I mean, you're just you're only going to get better. I'm really yeah. impressed. Um, Pipe, no, you've set the high floor, dude. I mean, let's say, but I mean, for, it like for it himself, is, you know? he. Uh, it's hard to come out of the gates and and have success. I was I was really impressed. I'm. I think thank he did a you. great job. Piper, thank you. And um, yeah, baby, can you let me have this? I mean, can of I course. just? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I. I you know, I just want to enjoy it a little bit. Well, I, I mean, I'm, I am going to, I am going to let you have it. I mean, I did <laughs> let you have it. I, I mean, you can't expect to be, you can't expect to be pipe out of the gate, but man, that was no. solid. I mean, that yeah. was great. You know? It was workmanlike. It, you know, it was lunch pail. It was triple mean, A. It, yeah, was, it was, it was, it was mud hens is yeah, what it was. Triple was. A. I, mean, I went one to, for four, you know, maybe nothing to be ashamed of at all. Yeah. Oh, baby, the mud hens. What, I mean, those triple A guys make a lot of money. What we, wouldn't, what we wouldn't give to go to a Mud Hens game together right now. Are you, you kidding? Know, and, I, and be the only two people sitting six feet apart somewhere up in the stands. On, sit on top of each other in those box seats like we did in Toledo <laughs> that night. Yeah, be fantastic. Oh, baby, the memories. So what's your what's your issue with these joint accounts? Dude, uh, it's just so it's so uh, it's so annoying because you never never know who you're talking to and you never know who's posting. And then number two, go back to number one and then add this on top of it. Why? Why not just get your own account? Like it, it's not like it's some chore to have your own account. You know? I feel like it's a a not at all subtle statement of uh, I don't trust him. Yes, because it's definitely yeah, right. not a statement of I don't trust her. Right. It is. Wait, why sta- not? It is. I, I have. You know, I think I'm going to have to start making accusations if we go down that road, Ted. Okay. Um, but it it seems very much to me like this is a statement of. Um, he can't be trusted to use Facebook wisely. And so yeah. we have a joint account and do with that what you will. Either that or it's the worst understanding of like what's yours is mine and what's mine is yours. And so it's like this, this weird merging of persons into a single being through marriage, which is also very odd and not it doesn't work at all on Facebook. Well, yeah, I, I don't. I will out. not you reply know. to people who post with those because I'm like, I I don't know who this is. You don't know who you're talking to. I know, but you know what <laughs> I think it was. You know what I think it's a holdover from like way back in the day when like email first became like a thing and people did joint emails. I think it's kind okay. of a hangover from that a little bit. It was definitely you know? hungover. Yeah, <laughs> dude, that was sweet back in those old days, though. Like you, you get a you know email from like Jeff and Susie at you know. Dell.com or whatever. Yeah, th- those were good days. Basically. And you would just get like two emails that day and you'd be all pumped because you'd hear that. Yeah, song, whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was email was great back in the 70s. Big T. <laughs> Baby, it was. It was so good. It was so good. You know what else was good, boys? Outside church um, here in West Tennessee. The coronavirus is is not as huge a deal as it is in other places in the country. Things are starting to open back up, including my church. Uh, so we met in the parking lot. Um, we met outside. It was a beautiful day. It was like 70 and sunny. Here's what was interesting about it. Okay. So like per, per reform standard, our usual church, like when we, when we meet inside, it's marathon church, right? As we've discussed ad nauseum on here, we do like 16 songs, 14 (laughs) prayers, you know, we're there forever. Like I'm hitting a cliff bar and some Gatorade halfway through. How long does your dude preach for? Big team. Well, our dude is our dude. You know, we we have multiple guys that preach and they're all great, but like they're they're pretty reform standard. You're looking at 45, 50 minutes oh, that's on average. That's yeah, a reg. A, oh, okay. that's a reg. Yeah, that's a reg, dude. So occasionally if they really get going, 
if they get cranked up, we could we could hit that 55 mark. Do you ever hit um, the hour mark? Do you ever hit 60? Dude, I feel like we've hit 60 once or twice, man. But don't quote me on that. You know, yeah. I feel like it's, you it's, know it when you feel it, man. You know it when you feel it. You know, the body starts to ache. You know, yeah. you're flying in the face of every bit of like communications yeah. theory and research that's when, when a sermon hits 200 years when a sermon hits 60 minutes it feels like you've never eaten before in your life i was life. gonna say your you've stomach is rumbling because lunch was supposed to be yeah. 40 minutes ago <laughs> right you're aching like even your eyes hurt like your hair hurts everything hurts boys we know? can't all be tk we can't all be timmy k who just did that standard 30 minutes his whole career dude you timmy know? was so good has, has anybody ever done a better 30 minutes than tim well I mean, obviously no no yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but here's the funny thing, you guys. Outside church was like a scaled back version. And I think everybody loved it. You know what I mean? It was like instead of 16 songs, we just did like a couple. We prayed. Did we you do communion. all 16 verses? Yeah, we probably did all 16. I feel like even the song selections, though, were made with like um, with with brevity in mind. And uh, I don't know, dude, we were out of there in like an hour and 15. I felt refreshed. I don't know. I felt full of life. It was interesting. Like, how did you guys, how did they, like, how did you guys like stay distant and how did you guys do it all? Well, yeah. So they just opened up this big like swath of the parking lot and everybody just, it was kind of fun, man. Everybody brought like camp chairs. They had it amplified. It helped that it was a beautiful day, right? There was like not not a cloud in the sky. It was idyllic. Um, But yeah, they had it amplified. They had like the communion thing all set up where everybody had like, you know, uh, a super safe way to do communion. Basically. I don't want to get into the weeds of it, but, um, they had that all thought through, like they thought through all of it and they did a really phenomenal job. Yeah. Tip of the cap to, uh, to my church, man. Amazing. But, um, it was really good to be like all, all irony and kidding aside. It was amazing to be back together. It felt really fun, really joyful. Um, and yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't marathon church, which was interesting. So uh, I'm wondering if, like, maybe we'll hit somewhere in the middle when we go back, you know, to when we get back to normal, if we ever get back to normal, uh, what that'll look like. But uh, so, baby, you're still doing you're you're doing video church, huh? Yeah, we're doing we're live streaming. So it's it's literally live on Sunday morning. So it's okay. Yeah. So everybody's. Uh, yeah, people are just clicking in on in their living room and doing that whole thing. But yeah. And where so- are your like. Yeah, go ahead, Pike. Go ahead. So we, we've been doing the same thing at our church. I read an article there. It wasn't an article. It was like a comment on some social media platform. I can't remember which one. And uh, it was talking about how a church suffered their first online church shopping casualty, where they, oh, no. they were notified by somebody in their church that they've been checking out other live streams and have decided to join a different church in the area once uh, coronavirus concerns end wow. because they liked oh. that live stream better. And so yeah. the question was like, is this going to be a thing now? Is this like people are people just have they taken to sort of online church shopping as opposed to the the in person church shopping thing? And for I was sure I, 100%. I I found it I found it really interesting because I was like, well, I haven't watched anybody's live stream besides my own since we started this thing. But also, I work at the church, so that you know, I'm not the target market for that. <clears throat> yeah, I think that's totally happening though, for sure. Because I'm again. Just given um, some of the comments like we've gotten, so I hear from people every week all over the place who I know 
are, you know, they have other churches that they're members of or whatever. And they're like, oh, I've watched your live stream the past, you know, three weeks or whatever, whatever it's mm. been. You know, it's like, oh, well, what, like, why are you doing that? Well, I don't know. You know, it's, it's because they it's because they can because nobody yeah. can see them watching another church's live stream and they can check something else out. But um, so, yeah, I don't know. It's going to be really interesting to see if there is some of that. Hey, you know, after this whole thing, we just decided to come your way and then to get the backstory on that. Like, well, hold on. Is it because you start watching the live stream? So I think it's going to be it's going to be interesting. Baby, now in the pantheon of pastors, how like obsessed would you say you are with technology? Because I feel like a lot of these guys, as obsessed as they are with like Winston Churchill, the next level of it is is tech. Like these are it these is, are big man. like gearheads, man. These guys they love, really are. Do they love buying tech? So you run into this pastor. He pastors a church of like. 45 people in a small town, but he's got like the computing power of like a small nation at his fingertips. He's like, well, I got the, I got the iPad, I watch, you know, iPhone, um, you know, they're all wired together. They all communicate, you know, and it's like, bro, Jeff, Jeff Bezos doesn't have that much computing power. And, yeah. and yet like how, you know, if you shout um, loud enough, all the people in your congregation can hear you. Dude, seriously, Steve, Steve Jobs window. son doesn't have that much computing. power. Exactly. So, baby, have you have you seen that in your line of work? Like, do you do you run into a lot of these like gearhead type guys? In the oh, business? dude, I, yeah, totally. Because most pastors are um, most pastors are kind of geeky and they're kind of nerdy and they're kind of yeah. techy. That's that's generally most pastors in my experience. They just they they're cut from that particular kind of cloth. No pun, you know. Yeah, yeah. And um, so yeah, I mean for sure. And and I think one of the th- I I think it's just like any tools that they can sort of accumulate to that they, and they can justify, right? Cause it's going to help yeah. their job and help them communicate sermon prep and all those kinds of things. Um, yeah. I mean, dude, some of these guys, especially when you like, when you attend meetings with other dudes and they come in and it's like a virtual, like Apple store being like, you know, un, you know, being like unfolded and, you know, and set up. It's um, it can be really, it can be really funny sometimes actually. It's like, wow, that's a lot of tech, man. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, I just and I think that there's a so to go a little bit deeper with it, I think that um, you know, being a pastor is you know, it's it's about it's it's this strange job where you realize after doing it for just a little while that you don't have anything under your control. And I think uh I think having tech I think I think gear helps you. It's it's one of those things that helps you feel like you're in control. Yeah, it's something to manage, something to manipulate. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, that's something to aspect, yeah. something to distract you from all the like hard interpersonal work that that the job entails no doubt um I think yeah so i mean i i've just never really been that I, you know so like i had i just have a laptop i have an old laptop now right which is why it's taking mm-hmm. me so long to get on our podcast every week but um but i don't know i don't i've never it's not i've just never geeked out that much over technology i think because it intimidates me um and i've never i've never i've never delved into like especially like computer tech enough to like know all the ins and outs. I mean, literally like I do emails and a word doc. I mean, and we do podcasts. Like I literally don't go that much further in all of my computering to be quite honest, you know? So so now uh, not to be like the ignorant guy in the room, but wasn't your whole kind of ethos as a musician, like, like the, the technical, like the sounds and you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like you were twisting knobs and, and, doing different things. You know what I'm saying? Like it had a technical like vibe. to Well, it. yeah, it did because it was, it was, it's synthesizers, but it was all, yeah. it's, it's analog, right? So there's no, yeah, yeah. So I didn't use computers 
out. I, I, don't, I don't use computers for like making music at all. I never have. Yeah. So I kind of rejected all that and like kept it really like vintage and old school. You know what Interesting, I mean? Baby. Yeah. Interesting, baby. Yeah. I don't know. That's just, but again, that's me because again, like as soon as you, as soon as you flip open your lap, you just, there's so many problems that come with that, yeah. like for recording and all of those types of things. And so anything that you can keep, you know, out of the computer realm, you're, you're going to have a lot less issues with that's kind of the, yeah, maybe it's, it's like what Spurgeon always said. Don't buy too much gear. Yeah. I mean, that was a like fam- won't famous Spurgeon quote. Yeah. <laughs> famous dude. Prince of preachers. <laughs> Absolutely. man. Prince of gear too. Really? Would, before would Spurgeon like- have been a, like a gear guy if he was around today? Or would he have been more like Joe Thorne with all of his pencils? I feel like he would have been a pencil. And by tablet, I mean paper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You would have been a pencil guy, I think. Ugh, pencil guys. I don't I understand Paul, I pencil Paul guys. Would have been a, I think Paul would have been like the tech guy. That's Dude, do you think I Paul think. would have been all over the gear, huh? Oh, he would have had like he would have had like the, all the different versions of Logos, even though like he kind of wrote them, but like he would have had all those things and <laughs> Dude, Paul would have had all the dude, gear. He would have had all the gear already from like hunting down That's and what persecuting I'm Christians and then yeah. The Damascus Road experience would have happened, and then he's, he'd be like, well, I've already got all this gear, you know? It's like that one passage where he says, he's like, remember to bring me my, like, parchments. He would have been like, dude, I still, I got that Apple Tower in one of my, you know, beach houses yeah. off of uh, Thessalonica, or whatever, you know? Bring me that thing. <laughs> yeah, bring whatever, me the watch, you know? bring me the tablet, and, you know, then I can do <laughs> right. all my stuff, you know? Totally. Yeah, yeah and, totally. and he'd, he'd sign off every letter with, like, texted with my own hand. <laughs> exactly. I promise it I wasn't voice to text guys dude that was i think P- peter would have been the guy that would have been like yeah man i don't know how to do all that technology i'm just it makes me mad you know <laughs> whatever yeah dude, I peter would have been a, non, a non-peer guy for sure well yeah well he would have had a blackberry and then once like blackberry's died he's like what he's like what is no i want one with buttons Where, i refuse to get an iphone that would have been peter yeah i, want, I refuse to jump on that apple bandwagon all his texts are green and everybody hates him yeah yeah, for sure. Dude, Peter. Tip of the cap, man. Tip uh, of the cap to old Pete, man. Old I mean, Pete, dude. I'm glad Pete got a shout-out. It's been a while. Um, it's been a couple boys, Speaking of shout-outs, um, because we're all literary celebrities, and I don't think it's a stretch to say that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't think it's a – it's not a flex of any kind to say that. We are we are men of letters. We're literary celebrities, businessmen. Uh, from time to time, we get asked to endorse books and different from things. From time to time, yeah. From time to time. I shared an experience where someone who is an acquaintance writes self-published like fantasy novels, uh, ask me to endorse them. Um, I have trouble saying no. I say yes to almost everything. Uh, but I haven't, I haven't been able to bring myself to read like all 600 pages or even six pages of a fantasy novel so that I can kind of half a an endorsement. Um, how do you guys handle this? How do you say no? How do you deal with the endorsement requests? Uh, what do you do? How do you write an endorsement for a book that you're not crazy about? Piper, I feel like you lead the podcast in these types of, uh, of commitments. How do you deal with it? Yeah. Well, I'm like the, I'm like the crappy backup for people who can't get the real Piper to endorse their books. So people are <laughs> like, well, too. maybe they'll only read the last name. Let's oh, see if Pipe's endorse it. so self-deprecating, but um, 100% true. Yeah, it's it's completely accurate. Um, 
So it's easy to reject an endorsement request if you do it immediately. So you get the request okay. and you just go, I'm sorry, I have other, you know, basically I have other time commitments. I can't, I can't take yeah. this on. And that's not that hard to do, honestly, because if you want to endorse a book well, you should probably at least look through it. That does take time and mental energy. And so you just kind of, you just decline on the front end. I yeah. had one recently where a guy asked me to endorse his book. I said, I'll take a look for sure. I then had to take all the time, read through the book, and decided there's no way I can endorse this book, and had <laughs> to figure out how to then decline it after me. So he requested it, and it was like six or eight weeks later that I had to go back to him and go, uh, yeah, I'm not doing that. <clears throat> um, Dude, was that awkward? What did that look like? Well, he's an internet acquaintance and so okay. it would be much more awkward if i like saw him at work the next day or something um yeah but you know he's not somebody i know well and so it, it you know i'm not i don't think i'm losing a close friend over this one but yeah i just had to go back and be like hey you know there's these these few things about the book were good um but i basically didn't see where you were going with it <laughs> i don't maybe i wasn't the target audience but i just didn't see it so i i don't think i can endorse this and he just responded with sort of a k thanks and, oh yeah, uh, okay, thanks. Yeah, which yeah. is yeah, it's like the the it's like the arms crossed, you know, pouty. Face. Did you or, tell him you were going to endorse it, or did you say like I'll read it first? I went back and read through what I had sent him because I was like, if I promise him I would endorse it, then I have to write something. Uh, uh -huh. If I promised him I would take a look, then I did what I said, and I I told him I was like, yeah, I'll take a look and consider it. So. um that was, I, I didn't, you know, I didn't cheat, but yeah, it's real awkward to go back. Cause basically you're like, I don't like your book. That's what you're yeah. saying. Uh, yeah. and you can say it as nicely as you want. You can say, I didn't think the writing was good. You can say, I didn't get the message of it. You can say it's, it's whatever, but it's at some level, you're just like, I don't want my name associated with this. Pike, book. Did and you, that, here's my question, man. Did you like, because I feel like, was this just sort of a misstep for you? Was this one where you thought, you legitimately thought, oh, yeah, this will be okay, and you were kind of taken back after you read it? Because I think, I feel like you kind of you kind of get a sense of like, yeah, this will be fine before you don't read, before you don't read it, before you endorse it. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it was, it was a wild card. I didn't know what kind of book it was. Okay, I, gotcha. I knew what he had written previously, and uh and it was it was kind of like it was a genre that I was like he's good in that genre, and this was different. <clears throat> so he moved from sort of like fiction and humor to Bible and humor, and that's that's a big shift. And uh, <laughs> and so yeah, it it was a, it was a wild card where I was I wanted to be gracious to somebody who I've liked interacting with online, and instead I got a book that I was like I can't put my name on that. Um, and yeah, and so I actually, I reached out to uh, our friend Sam Albury from The Magnificent Seven, which will never be aired. Um, Easy. And, and maybe never be reprised at this point. But um, dude, Sam, sweet kitchen setup. And, and oh, so I, yeah, I reached back out Incredible. to Sam and was like, hey, Sam, I know that you get asked to endorse a lot of books. How do you reject ones? And in typical British fashion, he's like, oh, I just tell them why I won't endorse it. You know, he's just very, so dry, just so dry. And yeah, he's just like, full of he's integrity, like, could, man. could be the writing, yeah. could be the message. He's like, I just tell them what it is about it that I can't put my name on and, you know, politely decline. And I'm like, is it, you is make it, it polite so if you simple. tell them that you think their writing sucks? All right. Here's specifically what well, I hate about if, your book. It is if you have a British accent. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, dude. It sounds like. Fair point.
<laughs> yeah, it just sounds like uh, like music when you when you do it. You can get away with. I mean, literally, you can get away with anything. It's like hearing Alistair Begg preach. It's like that's true. Just say whatever you want, Al, and he does. You know? Yeah, that's true, dude. It's the only way to get away with being a middle aged white guy anymore is to be British, as we've. I, th- yeah, I think that's one hundred. Yeah. What about yeah. Australian? Can does that work? I don't know, man. Australia or did Mel Gibson ruin well. that one for us? Yeah, I just don't think it, I don't think it works, man. I think there's something, yeah, something about the Australian accent is basically like it's it's British light, you know. I mean, you're just not quite there with it. I think I it's know, like British. I think it's like British drunk. Yeah, there's that's better. That's better. If you're a middle aged British white dude, though, the world is your oyster. Oh, I one. mean, really, you're a beaut, man. You're a beauty. There's nothing you, know? you can't say. There's nothing you can't accomplish. It's yeah. like the Tower of Babel, man. There's nothing impossible to you. Seriously, dude. Oh, to oh to be that lucky. Sam Alberry, man. He's kind of made. Oh, guy. Sammy, man. Sammy has Sammy's you know, has doing it. a great. He's got that great range. Yeah, he got all the range. Kitchen. Man. Yeah, Sammy, yeah. well, man. Absolutely. What a, what a life, man. What a life, boys. Yeah. Here's how I used to handle endorsements. I would write them for everything. I would say yes to everything, and I would write them that day. So, like, if I got the email at ten in the morning. By like twelve fifteen, the guy would have a he would have the endorsement, and um, that's because T you're like the fat T like okay listeners for those of you who don't understand this T is one of the if not the fastest writer of all time. Yeah, dude, I go fast. I work. You fast. go fast, man. You're fast. The question you make, is, are you the you are you the, your lack of British accent by going fast? Here's the exactly. thing about an endorsement: the writing is not the hard part. It's three sentences. It's the reading yeah. that's the hard part. So what you're saying, Ted, is that you endorse stuff while basically reading the table of contents in like seven sentences. Well, exactly, dude. That was my secret. I would I would read the table of contents. I would maybe read like some of the marketing copy that came with it, if if some did, or maybe the first couple of paragraphs of the first chapter. And I'd be like, all right, I'm going to I'm going to Mad Libs out like a little endorsement (laughs) about sometimes sometimes if I knew I wasn't crazy about the book, I would just talk about what a good guy the author was. Those are always the ones you can tell, man, where they're just like, eh, material's okay, but man, I love this. Yeah, I've been for a decade. He's a man of integrity. sometimes Sometimes it's not a comment about the material at all. So my, I think... One of my books, I can't remember which one I sent out a, re- a request for endorsements, and I got one back from a prominent pastor in less than 10 minutes. Oh, nice. man. So he I'm didn't like, even, he it was didn't like, fake you know, it. I would be honored yeah. if you would consider taking the time to read this. And if you feel good about the book, if you like it, would you please consider sending me endorsement you have until this date, whatever, 10 yeah. minutes later? And it was, and it was the most canned, like, Barnabas yes. is worth reading. I, right. I mean, thanks. Bar- Barnabas is a guy I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I remember who this is. Um, my this guess book has is 211 his, pages. I think his assistant probably has like a, a Google Doc of canned endorsements, and it's just like drop author's name in here, send back. And I think and it was one awesome. of those. That's a life goal right there. I mean, that's a, it's a weird kind of flex, honestly. Um, but I kind of dig it, dude. I kind of I know. Dig it I, sure. At this point, I think I might go back to him and go, "This was an endorsement for the book. Like, would you would you yeah. read it first? And <laughs> and if he's like, no, I don't have time. Like, well, just tell me you don't have time then. But I'm not going to take a an eight minute endorsement on you know. That's like getting a microwave dinner when you ask for a steak. Like, try harder. This yeah. is this is not important. Yeah, it's like going to it's like going to um, 
Yeah, like a, a really high-end steakhouse, and they, they bring you out like a TV dinner. Yeah, here's a Salisbury steak with some brown gravy. Enjoy. Exactly. Exactly. Ah, oh, dude, that's funny. Um, you know what? You know what's funny about this too? I um I have a book like technically dropping now. Um, it's this book. Uh, it's it's the second like little graphic novel. So I did this first graphic novel, The Extraordinary Life of a Mediocre Jock. Uh, this one is about theater. Uh, it's live on Amazon. Like people have gotten them, but like I don't know if the endorsers have gotten their copies. Like just because of COVID, the whole thing has gotten kind of out of whack. So. Um, if you're my publisher and you're listening, um, make sure the endorsers get their copies. I just, I don't even know how this works in like a, in a pandemic addled, you know, I mean, there is still mail, right? There is, there is mail, but but Amazon wasn't shipping non-essential things for a minute and warehouses were shut down and a lot of publishers use like third party warehouses and stuff. So, so here's how I'm, here's how I'm looking at this. Here's how I'm going to leverage this. If my book sells badly. I blame COVID and they owe me another shot, right? So I should get a, <laughs> it's a great time a to release contract. a book just for that. Oh, just a phenomenal time, baby. You know, and I feel like I've, yeah, there have been so many lucky breaks lately in my publishing career. This is just the latest, but, uh, but yeah, maybe that's, uh, so maybe that's what's, cons- what's the name of this one. If you're going to, uh, if you're going to like, if you're going to sort of back your way into us, if you're going to back your way into a self promo, at least back your way all the way yeah, back back all the way into it, it, man. Just, just, do yeah, a baby, I'm backing, do it, man. yeah, I'm backing into the promo, but I'm just going to, I'm going to square up on it now. Okay. Um, it's called the, uh, the outstanding life of an awkward theater kid, um, by Ted Cluck. Wow. It's a graphic novel. Uh, it's a lot of fun. I think it's funnier than the first one. Um, I liked I, the first I one can be candid. Yeah. I liked it too, dude. I thought the first one was a lot of fun, but I feel like, I really kind of hit my stride on this second one. This um, is one so of my go, favorite things about you, Ted, in all sincerity, is that you will talk yeah, about yeah. your work as uh, in a non-pretentious way where you're like, oh, man, I loved that one. And it's something that you created. And it's, yeah, so, yeah. it's, not, it's not arrogant. It's more like surprised that it turned out the way you liked. No, it's yeah. totally – it's like it's exactly the way that Big M talks about her cooking. So yeah. she'll finish something and she'll be like, this is the greatest thing you will ever taste. And then people just think that's so funny because it's like she's talking about her like dishes like that. But it's like, well, no, 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 because because it is because it <laughs> you is don't want to you don't want to ruin the moment for her. Well, she, well, she's not. Well, she's not like it, like it is that delicious. And she's not right. saying it's, she's like as soon as she's done with the dish, it's almost like it's everybody's dish after that. Well, and of. that only works for people who are self-deprecating. So yeah. if you're like a confident you know, who's always kind of willing to put your stuff forward, then you sound a little pretentious. But if you're constantly like, man, I don't know, like Ted, Ted makes fun of himself all the time. So then to, to say, man, I really liked that one sounds much more like surprise and excitement than it does self aggrandizement. So I'm a, I'm a colossal failure at most aspects of life. I'm only good at like two things. So, uh, (laughs) so this is a nice moment for me. People should let me have, I wish, uh, I wish you would have been good at writing books with me, Big T. That uh, maybe I know. I know. Yeah, I, I, I wish that too. That yeah. would have been fantastical. Uh, it, you know what? It really would have. You, yeah, you, you spent time investing in the wrong guy back in those years. I was going to say, know? I was going to say vice versa, but you know, why not? Yeah. You should have yeah. shot your shot with somebody else. But that was, that was kind of before you got the hang of Twitter. And, Pipe and, wasn't and around back then, man. Pipe wasn't, me and Pipe weren't buds. But, when are you, you know, and Pipe going to do a book together? Pipe doesn't do co-write. I think he's a non-co-write guy. 
Yeah, dude, that's yeah. probably nice. Kind of yeah. like him and Jared see these guys don't do co-authors, but I love Nothing co-author stuff. With it's half the book. Well, it's here's the thing. The I think I think the way that you guys did co-authoring, I could do because you just wrote your own chapters. Mm-hmm. And you didn't mess with the other person's work, from what I understand. Yeah. I well, nobody messes with Ted's work, including the people who are hired to edit Ted's work. So, um, yeah. I, 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 I think I could do that. Where it's like, all right, I'm going to take the chapters on, you know, this, this, and this, yeah. and you're going to take the chapters on that, that, and that, and and never the twain shall meet until they're a finished product. But I don't think I could do the kind of thing where you're like collaborating on each paragraph or page. Yeah, I, no I way, don't, no way. No, I, that would be so hard for me. I don't know. I don't even. I don't even have a concept for how people write like that. I'm actually getting ready to do one of those, and I've only ever done with Ted the the own chapter thing. But yeah. the own chapter thing. I, I mean, I think we did okay with it, Big T. But like, yeah, we did. It, it definitely can lack some. It can be a little choppy. Lack some continuity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, we do better with the first one than the second one. But uh, t- tell us about the new deal, baby. Who? Because Piper and I, we we like. I'll tell you off the air. It's top secret right now. So yeah, we did an NFL draft of all your like all the hooks that you had in the water, and like which which ones were most likely to hit and which ones weren't. So you guys, uh, I would think you had more to talk about than that. Oh, we did. We, 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 we had a lot. Of we, we went for we like, went an, like hour an hour and twenty minutes. minutes so <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. oh it's that bad. Oh my gosh, guys! Remember the the sports apps represent me just a little bit too, so I, I need you to like, be careful. Maybe just fast forward to your parts. I know oh, you Judas. claimed to not listen to the program. Judas, I'm have a heart dude, you were the right first now. twenty minutes of that podcast while we talked about all the irons you have in the fire or hooks you have in the water, to use Ted's metaphor. All right, so, fair enough, man. Yeah, it, fair enough. We we understand they represent you a little bit, and we we Maybe represented so, you a lot. I appreciate I gotta, that. Piper, I got to do some hard hitting journalism on this. I'm not going to let Ronald off off the hook just yet. So. Okay. Like of all the kind of corners that you're working on Twitter and you don't have to say the person's name or, or even like the gist of the book. Like, can you can you give us a little hint of what kind of book it is just for our own edification? Like, Dude, I we, literally I can't. No, I can't. Are we leaning into is this like pastoral musings or is this like. No, I'm it's, with no, the music it's guy to talk it's about not. the culture or uh, I have a I have a pastoral musings one, but that's just gonna be me. Um mm. called no. it. Kind of like in a kind of an expanded Yoda thing. Yeah, kinda. Yeah, oh, very much so, yeah. Um but uh yeah, I'll tell you guys off the air. Okay. So. Wow. Yeah. So Piper, what do you make of this? <laughs> Coy, Coy Ronnie, Ronnie is not my favorite Ronnie. Oh, Coy <laughs> Ronnie. I mean, make it's, it make it moves. It it's better than bored Ronnie, who just sort of shrugs and is like, whatever. But it's yeah. it's it's equally as non verbose, and so I'm kind of disinterested. Well, let me ask you this, Pipe. What's your favorite Ronnie? I feel like Pipe is kind of anti. I feel like Pipe's been on sort of an anti Ronnie kick lately, Big really? T. If I could just whoa, oh, whoa, dude, hey, wow. No, 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 no. Listen, when I say anti, I don't mean that you hate me or that you, you know, despise me. Well, I that's, just... that tends to be what anti means. It, it, well, it does. You know, I have to put too fine a point on it. But... You, to, you say tomato, I say tomato. I'm just saying, like, uh, I just, I think, I, I think what you just said, I think you, I think, I think Pipe's a little bored with me, right? Fascinating. Really? That's all I'm trying well, to baby, say. Baby, what do yeah. you need to do to, to put some freshness and some life back into the relationship? I, need, I don't want to be stale. I need to write a book with him, but I just told you he doesn't do co-authors. <laughs> but you're writing a book with somebody else. You're writing well, two books. You got pastoral so musings. You got you've got this this mysterious co-author who who has jumped to the front of the line. Like there's, uh, yeah. Maybe no. tell us about your Yoda book, your expanded Yoda. When did this come about? 
Well, I don't know. I mean, it's not like an official thing yet, but I'm, you know, we're okay. we're in that, we're in that phase of it. You're working to, on it. You and Wolves are trying to bang we're trying, this. We're, we're working some magic right now. Yeah, right. working some magic on that prop. Dude. Absolute. Dude, you got the vibrant back and forth going with Wolves. Um, Throw, throwing the ideas out there, getting a little synergy. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Like me and Wolves are totally back into it. We kind of had a little bit of a, you know, we kind of had a little little wilderness. You took time. some time apart. Kind of yeah, like I mean that was more me than Wolves, you know. And then yeah. I'm, but I'm, but I'm, I'm fully back into it. I, you know, I got all kinds of irons in the fire and and all that oh, stuff. Yeah. So. We can tell. We can tell by your like your Twitter life, kind of the different different <laughs> corners that you're working. You know, you're you're you you got a lot of irons in the fire right now. I can't. Wait I, I wish I knew with those irons. I feel like I'm just joking around. and You guys are being serious about that. I don't really feel like. Well, dude, how, I feel like you. How do I have different got... irons than I ever had? What, like what? Well, are, yeah. What? Well, I feel like you've got the potentially collabing with a music guy iron. You've, you're always working the Jaren C thing. And then, like, maybe, like, then th- this would be crazy. This is the high upside. This is the high ceiling, low yeah, floor. Yeah, no, I want to hear. I would love to hear a high upside, man. High, high ceiling, low floor is collabing with a woman. There it is. I said my piece. Talk to yeah. Rick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Jerry McGuire. <laughs> yeah, no, I think, I think everything you just said is. Uh, it's it's all it's all high, it's all up there, man. It's all or in- musings with an old pastor, like so you yeah. collab with you collab with like a like one of the old standbys of our tribe. I mean, I think I think we'd all like that. You know, let's well, be honest. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's yeah. a that that would make it rain. Give me shit. give me three years, and I'm going to be that guy to someone else. You know, so. <laughs> exactly, dude. You just gotta you gotta hang on a little while longer. Right, I gotta hang on another couple of weeks, and I'll be that guy. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, Judas. We got well, to Piper, Piper our boys all grown up. This is fascinating in light of what we talked about last time. I, I can't wait. To- I, I think I think Ronnie and I need to settle this. Am I bored with Ronnie thing? That yeah, I mean, dude, he's kind I, of he kind of just to that ta- tossed that toward me and yeah. then they then walked away. It's and like I'm a marriage. Left, you don't just drop that. Bomb. Yeah, I'm left holding this, walk out this stinky thing here. Oh, you know, yeah. want to hear this one out? It's, uh, it's totally legit. I'm not offended. If you are, you are. It's okay. You know. I mean, it's okay. I I would like to know what gives you the impression that I'm bored with you. Because you just made a comment a minute ago about how did you say it? Like uh, that's my least favorite Ronnie. Yeah, I said (laughs) I I said no, no. I I said coy Ronnie is is my least favorite version of Ronnie. I think I just am catching a vibe that maybe maybe you're going a little you're going a little sour on Big R. I don't know what to say, man. (laughs) It's okay. Okay, okay, Enneagram 4. Uh, it's okay, Enneagram 8 pipe. It's okay. That's hey, all listen, I'm saying. I'm going to be I'm going to be Paul Tripp. Okay? I'm Paul <laughs> Tripp right now. And I'm like making that little triangle with my hands and I'm leaning back. Oh, the triangle hands. It's yeah, the triangle hand. I, I can see them. It's it's a very calming gesture. It's oh, a very sorry. calming gesture. Now, I'm just going to ask you, Piper. Um what's your favorite kind of Ronnie? Okay, so let's end this session. We've got just a couple of minutes left before our time's up, before you sh- swipe your insurance cards on the way out. Um, what, what's your favorite kind of Ronnie? If, uh, if, if Koi Ronnie is your least favorite, what's your favorite? So I, I have I have a few different favorites, actually. Like, there's okay. this is not... So, Ronnie, you've got a lot going in your favor here. Uh, I like the Ronnie who says that he has a lot to say about something. He's like, oh, man, I have thoughts on this. And then... Yeah, yeah. And then backs backs his way into a neutral opinion. It makes me laugh every every time. <laughs> every time it's funny. It's like, uh-huh. oh, I got thoughts on this, but but kind of whatever. Um, yeah, I like I like because I'm hoping to write a book with that guy someday, Pipe. So I don't want to, you know. 
Right. Well, yeah. yeah I mean, dude, it's, he, it's, it's 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 master. It's master. Not manipulator, because that sounds very negative. Just like he sees the whole chessboard when he is when he when he avoids making strong statements. Uh, dude, Ron's playing chess. The rest of us are playing checkers. Yeah, you know? I mean, yeah, and some of us are like some. Yeah, some of us are just like over here hitting the blocks with a hammer. I don't know. And uh, <laughs> I like I like live show host Ronnie because boy, it's like Ronnie on cocaine. Like a live a live room of Literally. people with Ronnie. I mean, we don't get to see that because we we sit in small rooms with microphones, and it's it's just a little bit more subdued. So yeah, it's not a sweet spot for me. I'm way Ronnie, better in front of a crowd. For Ronnie sure. in a room of you know fifty to one hundred and fifty of our closest friends is. Uh, is just dynamic. I've um, seen the cocaine backstage. <laughs> and then I think nostalgic Ronnie is awesome in terms wow. of, so just, I think so in terms of love of all things, eighties and nineties, uh, you know, the conversation that we had about your dad, whatever that was two, three months ago, Ronnie, maybe it was yeah. more than that. What is time anyway? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Th- those kinds of things like Ron- memory. Ronnie is a, is mm. a great version of Ronnie. Wow. Now Ronald's, that's a lot. That's a lot to take in. I I, I feel very affirmed. Okay. Um, I feel I feel honored. I pipe. I feel like man, our friendship goes deep with comments like that. Mm. I mean, I feel really good. I I haven't had anybody say nice things to that degree in like literally days. I mean, <laughs> well, it's, well, it's, whole it's, days. Been, it's been since Sunday. Wow, it's, it's, whole days without being showered with compliments. It must be so hard for you, baby. It's been it's been a tough week, and mm. pipe. You just you brought me out of the you brought me out of the pit. I appreciate that, man. I'm gonna write. I'm getting ready to write a psalm about you right now. So, so does that mean? Does that mean that uh, like you, you might endorse something that I do in the future? Now I'm we're, I'm back in good graces. You know what, boys? I think that we have a deal, an unspoken deal here on the we HR do. that says. It's an automatic endorsement. I don't care what the book no, is. It's automatic. Unless it's your first graphic novel, which I didn't endorse, Big T. Did I ask you to? You did. And it just slipped through the cracks. So wow. here's the thing. I actually chose not to send you guys my next book for endorsements because it doesn't feel like a thing that you do with like friend friends. It feels like a thing you do with like associate friends. friends. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. industry friends conference friends like version uh-huh. those versions of friends not like people who are your friend friends you just give them copies except um, like, there's such a great there's a great chance that like me and t would have been the ones that actually read the book though before the endorsement <laughs> that's you know? that's fair um <laughs> well i'll let you no. know if my other requests fall through <laughs> well, fa- oh. well that's great hey, what do you feel how do you feel about that big t if all I feel the okay. other requests I'll, fall through. I'll take it, dude. I'll take it. It's <laughs> like anything point, not to do an endorsement, I beg you. Yeah, no, no, it's fine, dude. I, I would endorse the heck out of a uh, I only do forwards. I don't do endorsements. It's either a forward oh, or not. The forward guy. Yeah. See, now that's a good that's a good corner to work, man. Absolutely. No, you gotta be man, next I, level. I don't think I've ever play. done a forward for a book. I don't even think I've I don't think I've ever been asked. Dude, I think I've done a forward or two. I no, I, I had you. I had you give me sort of a mock forward for yeah. a prop I was working on. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I remember that one. But that book, yeah. did that book ever get? I don't know what happened to that one. It's getting repositioned. We're we're, we're chatting. Okay. Right now. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Hang in there, pal. Dude, yeah. I've written forwards as two NFL quarterbacks as a ghostwriter. So I've written two fake forwards. Dan <laughs> really? Marino and Carson Wentz. Yeah, I, I've Dan written Marino. forwards for people who are borderline illiterate. It was great. <laughs> exactly, dude. It's awesome. <laughs> See, that's what I want to do for a living. I, I want to just write forwards for famous people who have no interest in writing or reading. That's. I think that that could be my wheelhouse. But uh, 
Now, Ronald, if if you've got time for one more question. Sure. At um, this point, what's the diff? Yeah, what is time, right? What is time? Do you consider do you consider conference friends real friends? Because I feel like you've got a lot of conference friends. That's that's maybe your like leading group of friends at this point is conference friends. Dude, and I think I, that there's oh sorry, go ahead. Piper considers them fake friends, and I think I agree with him. Um what do, just, what do you say? It just depends at what level they're at, right? So like some of these dudes you see a few times a year, but when you see them, you automatically just like you you go deep. You like it feels like you've known each other your whole life. It's like any other kind of friend, right? You just don't see them as often. And then yeah. there's those other guys that are sort of like the, you know, the you, the naughty friends and you talk to each other and you kind of have an inkling about what their lives are like and you probably exaggerate it more than they would like yeah. you to and and um I just think there's different like different levels you know I mean we can't all have the kind of friendships that we enjoy like we enjoy on on the rant boys well I mean, we yeah. don't we don't all no not everybody has this there's so, well I know it there's some exclusivity here you know right absolutely uh-huh. Yeah, I don't. A, I don't think that conference friends are fake friends. I think they're more like friends in the queue. We're like, if I lived in your city, we'd probably be friends. Yeah, we'd but be like, real life friends. There's a. Yeah. There's sort of a. There's a real limitation on what kind of friend you can be when you see somebody you know two to four times a year and you live or a dozen miles times a year. In Ron's case, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's true. Ron <laughs> could actually like Ron sees conference friends more than I see some of, pe- some of the I people I neighbor, work with. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, but check it out, boys. I've had some comp friends become better friends oh, because I've know. seen them enough we times during the. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know. I mean, yeah, yeah no. Not yeah. to drop any names or anything. Yeah. Not to drop any names, but uh, you know, you I mean, that Jared C a real friend, or is he uh, is he like a like a fake conference work friend? No, Jared C is one hundred, like a totally real friend. Mm. Yeah, well, there is Piper. Me and Jared C go deep, man. We go deep, mm, so deep, dude, so deep. Well, boys, I think we've um, I think we've accomplished a lot on this program. <laughs> um, Wow! Like mean, what? What have we? What have we accomplished yeah, can we, exactly? Can we break that down? Do you have three? Can we? Can we well, back just that one down? Do you got? I mean, points? we've wasted an hour and fifteen minutes of each of our lives. That's that's for sure a thing that we've accomplished. Um, and these we, days, we, that does feel like an accomplishment because time is, is yeah, just the enemy. Did you guys really do a buck twenty on sports? No, we did Maybe a buck it, on sports and twenty on you. It flew oh, by so though. Cool. Is the thing? It was it was fun. We were talking about the Jordan docs. Oh, the job, uh, dude! I could have done another hour on that. Easy. It was. Is exactly. that thing over now? Is that whole thing? Are they two more apps? Two more. Two more apps. Two more apps. Yeah. Two, right. two more, and then you can watch them, baby. Well, you know what's be- so funny is I keep hearing. Okay, so here's a little sports, uh, you know, rant for you. I mean, maybe I bet here. Listen, I bet at Jared C is watching them. That'd be a point of connection for you too. It you would could, be. You could go a, deep on those. I could, except me and Jared C don't do sports. But here's the thing, man. So when he does, when, though, is the thing he could. It would be a way for him to like you even more if you went I to the know, table with a sports talk. I just I can't do that though. They got to like me for who I am, not for who I'm not. Oh snap! Um, so okay, so last dance, right? So yeah. at first, I feel like everybody's just like crazy. Everybody's go. Everybody's just gaga over this thing, and I feel like the last couple of eps now, it's like, yeah, Jordan wasn't really that great of a guy, was he? I mean, he was kind of had, had some issues. Dude was like kind of controlling. He was just kind of it was all about the money. His attitude was like, like I'm starting to hear all that stuff break out now. What's well, the yeah, deal? dude? I mean, he um, he he was that way, and and I guess Piper, Piper and I, by nature, being like pretty deep dive sports and Jordan fans. Anyway, like we knew that going in, 
Okay. Um, so to me, it's just gotten more interesting as, as more of that stuff has come out. Is it weird that I just, anytime somebody has made it to that, like, like those upper echelon, yeah. I just, I assume they're all like that. And I don't mean that negatively. Yeah. I mean, these people, no, they you mean, you mean it men. positively, right? Yeah. They become, they're, they're businessmen. I mean, it's just, it, it is what it is, right? Yeah. 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 No, it is. I mean, it is kind of what it is. Yeah. Um, they're businessmen. They're calculating work in different connections. They're like you, baby. Yeah. Um, you're, I mean, they're not athletes. They're CEOs. They're I mean, CEOs. You're it's also, the CEO of Ron Martin Incorporated. Well, correct. But I mean, yeah. you know. Yeah. Well, it's funny what you're observing from it as a non-viewer, Ronnie, is it's like the arc of every famous person in the internet age where they go right. from everybody loves them to, wait, there's some issues to, oh, we all hate them. Except you've just seen it over the course of like, whatever, four weeks or three yeah. weeks. Whatever and I've seen been. it only on Twitter, which yeah. is super funny. Well, that's where all of reality is. No, nothing exists is, that's it not is on where Twitter or Instagram. Those are where real things it's live. True. Yeah. Yeah. Is it weird that Ted doesn't really live real life, Pipe? Yeah, I don't. Yeah. What's it like Dude, to just live life. a fantasy? He's living He's living in a fantasy world off of Insta and Twitter. Yeah, I don't yeah, I, got a, I got a fake life going over here, boys. I know, dude. I mean, what, how does it feel like to just be that devoid of reality? He keeps basically. talking about this this wife and these children of his and this yeah, employment yeah. and this, this campus novels. that he has to go to. I've seen no proof. I see no, dude, I've like... Got, there's, I've got nobody to work for potential book deals besides my wife and my two kids. So... I'm I'm really working on my boys' writing, you know. Like maybe one uh, day I could collab with them with with no Twitter, man. I got I've got very limited options. Maybe let's keep uh, one thing clear. You have one collaborator, and he's on this podcast right now. Let's be clear <laughs> about maybe, that. Do you okay? need to tell me that we could sell another 1,100 copies together? <laughs> we could. That we would could, be incredible. We could definitely not sell another book together, and you better believe <laughs> we're going to do it, baby. So okay. So last question, and then we're getting off the air. Because the, the suspense is killing me. For the love of everything, this little this little co-author ditty that you've got going that, that you're not gonna you're not gonna disclose. I just want because Piper and I are gambling men. Okay, <laughs> I want you to set an over under on the number of the number of copies that you think it's gonna move. Realistic over under, and Piper and I are gonna take the over or the under, mm-hmm. and then we're gonna and then I'm gonna sign the program off. Number of copies. And Dude, don't put, sandbag. That's cheating. Yeah, knowing what you know about the industry, about <laughs> this collaborator, how A list or B list or C list or whatever they are, we don't know who they are. Um, how many I copies? Don't, I don't know, man. Uh, over. Uh, over Dude. over ten under fifteen. Ooh, over ten, baby. That's ambish. Over ten. Piper? So that's not me. That's so, not me, right? So, so let's see. So, so if he says ten, so the so the over under is twelve five. Then, yeah, twelve five is the over under. Um, I'm taking the under. That's a lot of books. Yeah, I, I probably yeah, went way too ambitious on that for sure. Yeah, but, yeah that's yeah. A, that sounds a lot like uh, that sounds a lot like like um, how authors interact with publishers um, instead of <laughs> instead of the publisher mm-hmm. being like yeah, actually the average book sells you know twenty five hundred. Um, I think I'm going to take the under as well, but don't don't take offense at that. It's, it's purely statistical. I'm just I'm just playing the numbers. I'm we taking the get, under on it too. <laughs> we could get off the air here, and he could he could drop a name that would that well, would hold on make us change our minds. Have you signed with a publisher on this thing? Not yet. In that case, I'm taking the way over publishers. Way over. 
I'm betting mm. the way, way over so that Ron can get a real advance on this thing. One Absolutely. last question. Does the co-author even know that he or she is doing this yet? Does, yes. does the co-author even know you personally? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> okay, okay. All right. <laughs> well, boys, this has been uh, this has been a fascinating hour plus of radio. Oh, it's um, been so long. Yeah, it's been so good though, baby. Hasn't it? <laughs> to to just uh, to to get over that hurdle that you and Pipe were struggling with there. Before. Oh man, I was like glad in we your get to relationship, the walls up. You know, yeah, no, I mean, we're we're better for it. I don't want to say I'm better for it. I don't want to say I let the healing begin, but maybe I did. Maybe I didn't. You know, a counselor's job yeah. is just to ask the questions. You know, right. I just set up the environment and I let I just let just hold happen. your pen and your little analog hey, notebook. Two things real quick. Drink Redbud City coffee roasters. Coffee, not Redbud coffee. Redbud City <clears throat> coffee roasters. It's delicious. It's still redbudcoffee.com, but Redbud City Coffee Roasters is the company name. A little distinction. When you're a coffee mogul, sometimes your business partners throw you a little curveball, and you got to just adjust on the fly, which is what we just did. Piper, tell us about Dwell, and then I'm going to get us out of here. Yeah, so our last sponsor is Dwell Bible App. It is an audio Bible listening app available on all mobile platforms. Uh, listening plans, there are multiple narrators, there are musical backgrounds. So basically, you can you can engage Scripture in an audio uh, format, however works best for you. Um, and as things start to reopen, you might be back to commuting. That's a great time to do it. If you're stuck at home with kids, you definitely need it. Um, so yeah, check out Dwell. It's dwellapp.io slash happyrant. They are offering a 33% discount for anybody who goes, who orders through that link. So it comes out to less than $2 a month. So dwellapp.io slash happyrant. Chris, can you get that? What's that? Somebody rang our doorbell. It's just oh. me and Tristan home here. Okay, Sorry, cool. dude. No, I was yeah. like, wow, that's cool. I just that that was that was an interesting interruption. So yeah, dwellapp.io slash happy rent. <laughs> and uh maybe maybe the person at the doorbell needs dwell, and so you should go pitch that to them shortly. Oh, oh can you go check it out for me? This is go my favorite sign off we've had yeah, in forever. Check it it's out. just making Ronnie wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's literally torture. Well, Piper, that was a that was a real promo read. I know that. And Ronald's got he's got to get off here because he's making money moves, Pipe. He's got to <laughs> maybe text and call with these collaborators. I mean, we're really keeping him here. So, uh, boys, we've done what we always do in that we've solved an interpersonal conflict and talked about some other stuff on the program. And until next time, the Happy Rant is brought to you by Resonate Recordings. If you go to ResonateRecordings.com, you can see the full range of services they offer. So if you're considering starting a podcast, they are the ones we recommend going with. Again, go to ResonateRecordings.com to see their prices, to connect with them and ask any questions, and to see what they can do to help you launch, edit, master, and improve your podcast. Again, go to ResonateRecordings.com to see what they can do to help you launch and improve your podcast. What do you do when your world is falling apart? How do you march when it would be easier to stay where you are and die? Join me every week on the March or Die podcast, and we'll discuss that and so much more.